This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show. The Tom Bernard Morning Show. Streamed every morning on the Tom Bernard Show app and anytime on demand wherever you get your podcasts. It is. No, it is actually. Thank you very much. <laughs> uh, like, now, so you go to Florida, then I go to Florida, and then Brittany goes to Florida. It's like Jesus. You think we? Do you think you still spend enough money on uh, on Disney World? You know, my sister brought this up last night about the fact that you were in Florida, I was in Florida, Brittany was in Florida, right. and she said, uh, do, "Do you guys have like uh, something worked out with uh, Mr. DeSantis that you guys are bringing all your cash down there?" I said, "This is totally coincidence." We ate our pudding with our fingers, though. I still don't understand. <laughs> Shannon is with us, by the way. Shannon, make better choices. Really, Brittany's your friend. Yes, for a long what the, time. Uh, what? It's almost like uh, I'm a hostage in this friendship. <laughs> well, I, out now. you know, that's from a, a U.S. Army veteran. So what does that tell you, ladies and gentlemen? So I'm very familiar with prisoners of war. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, that, so tell me a little about that. So you, you grew up in Minnetonka, and then you went to, in, uh, did you go in service very young? Yes, I joined right when I was 18. 18? What mm-hmm. drove you to do that? That's interesting. Um, my dad was in the Coast Guard. Okay. And there's a lot of military in my family, my grandparents, so... It felt like the natural thing to do. Yep. Wasn't ready to go to college quite yet, so. So you uh, so you joined the Army. Mm-hmm. And where were you stationed first? Um, I went to Fort Leonard Wood, oh, Missouri. Yeah. They call yep. it Fort Lost in the Woods, yeah. in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> and then I became a medic, so I went to Fort Sam Houston in San Antonio, oh, Texas. Yeah. Very nice down there. And then you did a little time, uh, not not vacationing overseas from what no, I understand. Oh, yeah. <laughs> It was a nice vacation in Iraq, uh, 120 degree temperatures. <laughs> oh, it smells like hot garbage there. It's, That's right. it's, it's, I don't want to knock it. It's a nice place. It's just going through some stuff. <laughs> Every person I've talked to that's been there said, it smells like garbage. Yeah, it's really hot garbage. Oh, it's like, not the best. And it's not like, there's no way you can get good garbage smell when it's 120 no. degrees. At least it's not, it's dry heat, so it's not the humidity here. Who, you my mother? Well, Tom, yeah. at least it's dry here. I went with a bunch of Minnesotans, and that's all we could talk about. At least it's dry. At dry least it, heat. Yeah, we'll talk a little bit about the weather, because it's very, very important. So yesterday, I'm coming back, you know, my wife brings me to the, uh, to the airport, and uh, the weather sucks. As a matter of fact, it rained for four straight days, had a couple of nice days, and it rained the last two days as well. So she brings me to the airport, I got to the airport, and I got, not home, but I got to MSP Airport six hours later. Oh. It's, what, about a three-hour and 20-minute flight? Mm-hmm. Something yeah. like that. Uh, I get to the airport, and the problem is that we had t- tons of, well, Fort Lauderdale's 45 minutes south of where we were, and two feet of rain. Oh, yeah. Uh, unbelievable. But it's built on a floodplain. I think, Rudy, you're the one that brought that up. It's built on a flood. Why would you build a city on a floodplain? Ah, man, and it is bad this year. Like, I was yeah. at a gig in South Dakota, or, uh, North Dakota on Saturday night, and driving through, it is, I mean, those cornfields are two feet deep in water. Yep. It's awful right now. So much uh, so much water, so much rain. Ugh. That's what we hear. So where where'd you go in uh, in North Dakota? The hopping city of Mayville, North Dakota. Or Mayville. <laughs> yeah. Boy, they turned them out, man. It was packed. Uh, they sold out the show two months ago before. Uh, I didn't even know about it. I, I wasn't even booked for the show, and they already had it sold out. <laughs> well, see, so, there you go. They just need something yeah. to do over there. Well, they have nothing well. except a college. And, <laughs> yeah. and I said the number one class at that college is how to pass the time. Because <laughs> oh, no. there is nothing to do there. 
It uh, was an interesting place to live. I lived in Grand Forks for about a year, lived in Fargo for about a year, many, many years ago. And I had a pretty good time because I used to drink then. But anyway, moving forward. <laughs> now, we, uh, there was a place up in Grand Forks called the Spud Bar. They, they still they did comedy there for a while, but that was many years ago. Yeah, I don't know about the Spud Bar, but there's, uh, there's actually a couple of pretty decent, like, t- tiny spots in Grand Forks. It's a much more metropolitan, uh, not metropolitan, it's a much more um, cosmopolitan place yeah, than yep. you would, people give it credit for. Yeah. No question. But I had, a, I, I had a very good time living up there. Matter of fact, Victor and Gail Treadwell, a couple of people. Oh, you, you might like this, Shannon. So I get a call. I'm on the air, KNOX in, in Grand Forks, and I'm talking and I'm doing the show and all the rest of it. I got a call from this guy. Hey, Tom, this is Victor. I wanted to welcome you to town. It's great having you in town. All the rest. It was very, very nice, right? Mm-hmm. So a few weeks later, after talking to him a few times, we meet at a uh, cafe. He said, hey, let's, let's have some lunch. I said, hey, I've known you long enough. That'd be good. I walk in, and he was shocked. And he was shocked because he's a black man in America today, and he thought <laughs> I was, too, because of the sound of my voice. And it was like, mm, I guess we can work it out. You can kind of have that vibe. <laughs> I, yeah, that's what everybody tells. What, what is that vibe? Because, you know, I was talking to Rudy about this whole deal. I do have that. I got this inner city vibe or whatever the hell they call it, but I don't even know that what it, that is. It's well, just the way I grew up. In. I was listening, and you were talking about how you spent some time living in New York. Maybe you got it there. No, it was North Minneapolis. Yeah. Pretty much it was North Minneapolis <laughs> where I got it. No question. It. <laughs> but yeah, I guess. But I, I just had a great time living up there. It was I, I thought it was terrific. KNOX. <laughs> he was, at, matter of fact, Victor was in the uh, Air, Na- oh, not the Air National Guard, but he was in the Air Force up at the uh, missile bases. Oh, okay. Up in North Dakota. Air Force is our sworn enemy, though. I know them. <laughs> our sworn <laughs> so enemy. so much better than them. <laughs> oh, Shannon. That, well, no, I, that's kind of how it is. <laughs> God, what did my brother, because my brother is a U.S. Marine, and there was something about, I don't, every branch of service said, it's okay. You know, it's one of those yeah. deals. The one I'm in is great. The one you're in is... We're all battling it out. Yeah, that's exactly right. So, but you're happy you did it. Yes, no regrets. And you said, what, at least three generations of people who served yes, our nation? Yes, my dad was a Vietnam vet and my Ooh. grandpa was in World War II. God, that's phenomenal. Yes. And, and even, so... You didn't lose anybody, thank God. No, my, some of my grandpa's uh, siblings, but none of my dad's oh, brothers really? and sisters. Yeah. World War Two. Yeah. Where do they? You know where they they were stationed? I don't even or know. Sure. I yeah, don't probably know. not. We didn't really talk about it that much. I didn't know until I was even way older. Until I joined, actually, the extent of the military in my family. Why do you think that is? That your family said we need to serve the country. I don't know. You know, I they. Maybe it was just like the feeling, like a duty thing, like it's the right thing to do. Yeah. So, I don't so know. You have good parents. Yeah. There you go. There nope. is, right. <laughs> good Rudy people. and I've been talking about this. Every person on this show, Shannon, mm-hmm. has had a battle with their father, and we didn't even know it. Oh, really? They put us all together, and every one of us has, has battle with our fathers, and, and it shows. <laughs> so what you went through shows too because you did not have a battle with So your I'm father. the well-adjusted one. Yes, the, yeah. the only one in this building right now. I'll yeah. tell you that. I'll give you all hugs before I leave Thank today. You. Yeah. As I was one time told, dented cans like to group themselves with dented cans. <laughs> that's, yep. I, that's very accurate for this show. Yes. But it's so weird though that they put it together 
externally, so because mm-hmm. I didn't know Rudy before he came in, I knew Brittany because Brittany's a Brittany and my family. Oh my God, they love her. Don't tell her. I said. Yeah, I already know. Oh, you already knew, you already knew that anyway. <laughs> no, nah, she's a she's a sweetheart, a great person. But you know, that's isn't it amazing? I could tell by the way you comport yourself that you didn't have problems with your family, because oh. it, that's where it's it always spills over, like at the workplace or. Yeah, go to a ball game, have a couple of drinks, and all of a sudden you're a tough guy because dad was mean to you. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> Don't bring me to a bar. I'll get in a fist fight maybe. Oh, every time. <laughs> those people, they, I had to create like my that. own problems here. So everything is good for you now, though? Yes, very good. And what are you doing now? Um, in school, I'm bartending. I have a Where? 10-year-old. Um, I actually just used to bartend right down the street at Punchbowl. Oh, yeah. And now I'm a little bit closer home. I live in Elk River. Oh, you do? Yep. God, I lived in Dayton forever, had a farm on uh, up in Dayton. It was wonderful. Really? Oh, we loved it. Oh, okay. Well, you didn't like the town? I don't like <clears throat> living so far. My family's from Minnetonka. No, I understand. And everything I do is out this way, so. But again, growing up in North Minneapolis, I moved my kids way out of town, put a huge fence around the house. <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> you know, it was just that kind of deal. And don't get me wrong, I loved growing up. To this day, I love North Minneapolis. I loved growing up there. I have met, well... I used to have many friends, but there's only three of the 22 of us left oh, no. because of a little bad behavior, I think, Jan. That's I'm here to tell you. So did you, you and Brittany actually did work together? Yes. We were on a podcast together. And we also, yeah, that's pretty much the extent of it. I was just going to say we lived together, but that wasn't work. I mean, sometimes. I know, Brittany. Sometimes that was work. There's, there's a no... clash there. <laughs> I just love for the past week. It's like, you know, Tom, I... <laughs> That's what she's Jesus. telling me, not to cough. <laughs> My first cough, I'll just leave. Yeah. Oh, you, you got it too? No, no, I'm good. I just want to make sure. All right, well, welcome to the show. Thank she you. was raving about you, man. I'll tell you oh, that. Good. She was. She said, you're going to love her. I said, make better choices, Shannon. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> In any case, the weather uh, today becoming partly to mostly sunny, still breezy and chilly with a high of 46. Um, then uh, tonight, well, we'll see how this works out. Mostly sunny, a bit uh, milder tomorrow with a high of 53. Wednesday, a high of 51 with occasional showers. Then it drops down to 45, 42, 44, and 48. So, uh, yeah, you know how that spring thing starts on March 22nd? Yeah, not here, Okay. <laughs> Wait, it's the first day of spring. No, it's not. The first day of spring in Minnesota is like June 20th. Yeah. Don't you think? Yeah, not right now. I don't get it. But one thing I will tell you, coming back, flying in from Palm Beach Airport, PBA, um, when I took off, severe thunderstorms everywhere. We literally couldn't fly over land. We had to go out, take the hard right, fly out over the ocean for about an hour. Because the on land, the thunderstorms were so severe, they didn't even want to fly through them. Oh, man. So we're out there. We're flying along. And by the way, it wasn't exactly smooth out there either. Yeah. Uh, it was just, honestly, God, it was thunder and lightning and the, the, the planes bouncing around. It was a, what, a A320, is that what it is? The, one of the bigger ones, I think. Yeah. No, I mean, because it was a bigger plane, I think maybe it didn't get bounced around as much as it could have. But... You know, see, that's one thing. So we take off in thunderstorms. It's a horrible, not horribly uncomfortable, but the, the plane's bouncing around and all that stuff. And then for about an hour, it was pretty good. And then right when we got within about an hour and a half of Minneapolis, St. Paul, then all of a sudden, it was the snowstorm and high winds. 
which made the plane bounce even more than the thunderstorms oh, no. did. It was just, I, I mean, you go from 88 degrees to 32 degrees, <laughs> and that 50 degrees, man, that makes that air above us move, baby. I'm yeah. telling you. It was, but see, now, okay, so it's a pretty uncomfortable flight. Took forever, like I said, from door to door. When I left the place down there and I got home to my door here, it was about seven hours later because it took six hours of sitting on the ground and then flying. It was amazing. So you go, oh, my God, it was horrible. No, it wasn't because on the plane I sit down and I'm surrounded by friends of Louis and Francine Nanny. Uh, Louis... His friends are amazing people, but uh, so two couples, one uh, sat to the front right, one sat right next to me, and two sat behind me. Couldn't have been a better situation for me because we're on this very long and very bumpy flight, and it's like, oh, my God. But these people were so nice to talk to. I'd never met any of them. <clears throat> Excuse me. But um, that's the balance of the universe for me. You know what I mean? I'm on this flight. It's kind of like, ah, oh, Jesus is bouncing all around and blah, blah, blah. But then I'm talking to some of the nicest people I've ever met my enti- entire life. That's, do people look for that, do you think, or do they not look for that kind of thing? You know, I think it is sort of like luck of the draw when you're on a plane sometimes yeah, yeah. because you can immediately tell when somebody sits down next to you, oh, this is a chatty Cathy and it's going to be a long, long flight. Yeah, but sometimes, you know, you, uh, you end up hitting the jackpot. One of the great stories, what you're talking about, Kurt Vonnegut, great author, wrote many, many mm-hmm. great, became a world-famous author. Uh, he hated it when he got on a plane and somebody knew who he was so they and would basically interview him for the entire three-hour flight, mm-hmm. <clears throat> and he got sick of it. So whenever anybody asked him if they didn't know who he was, if they asked him, so what do you do for a living, right? And he said, I finally got to the point where I didn't tell him I was an author anymore and movie producer and all these different things. I changed my story. The first time I got on a plane, the guy says next to me, he goes, so what do you do for a living? And I told him, well, I'm a pipe fitter. And the guy goes, what? He goes, I'm a pipe fitter. He goes, I'm the president of the Pipe Fitters Union. Yeah. And they talked about pipe fitting for four straight hours. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> Isn't that a great story? Yeah. yeah. Kurt Vonnegut, hey, get out of the way. I need to tell you a story about pipe fitting. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't, I don't really have a, like I said, well, uncomfortable. It wasn't a horrible flight. It wasn't like I didn't think we were ever going to crash or anything like that. But it was uncomfortable for most of it. Mm-hmm. But then when you meet nice people and you're laughing and joking and having a great time, I, I, you, do you think you can always find a balance out there in the universe? I feel like if you're looking for the positive yeah. more than the negative, that's what finds you. Can we get there? I will try. <laughs> <laughs> that sounded really yeah. confident. Really, didn't it? Don't say it so you confidently next time, Shannon. Please. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, you read some of the things on on the lists that that are sent to us every morning. You know, some pretty interesting stories on on here. But then most of it is how I don't ever call me Gen Z. Now, what's Gen Z? What what age is that? It's younger than me. I think they're like. 18 or younger? Yeah. Gen- or maybe 20 okay. or Gen- younger? Yeah, Gen Z right now is kind of in that, like, 18 to, like, 26, 27. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Gen Z hates phone calls but loves voice memo. What is a voice memo? Is that is a voice That's message? That's when you, like, take, yeah, basically a voice message. You just record yourself and send it like a text. So why is it called a voice memo all of a sudden? <laughs> That's a pretty snazzy name, don't you think? 
So they don't want to make human interaction. Why? I feel like maybe because so much of their lives has been in front of a screen. Yeah. So that human interaction is like, it's not second nature to them. Isn't that, that's not a good thing, is no, it? No, probably so not. So what do we do about that? I don't know, man. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. <laughs> I force my son to make conversation with adults. And, good move. You know, do well, that. Well, the right adults. Looking, yes. No, I don't make them talk to everyone. <laughs> but <laughs> ask them about their days and stuff. It's yep. a work in progress. But No, that's a wonderful thing. That's great. We need to take a break here. Be right back. We'll get the show started. You ever talked to Bob Sansevier? No, I have not. A friend of Brittany's too, you know. Have you ever heard Bob Sansevier? Yes. Do you think he goes off the deep end a little bit? I've, yes. Okay. <laughs> yes, yes, I do. <laughs> Is he going to hear this? <laughs> he, uh, he's fine. Bob's a great guy. <laughs> we shall take a break. Be right back. Bob Sansevier will join us. Shannon in studio, a really, really good friend of Brittany's. So she was right, though. She made a good choice. I'm, I've learned a lot already. Mm-hmm. You know, that's what I try to do. Is like if I don't know someone, I try to learn things instead of shoving my stuff down their throat. Here, you need to know this about me. <laughs> like, no, I don't. Anyway, we'll be right back. <clears throat> God, this is good. I got, I got the thing from traveling. Right now, my pillow has a massive closeout sale happening on their all-season slippers. Listeners continually make the my slippers the number one selling my pillow product, and I have a feeling you'll want to stock up now when you hear this offer. When you use my promo code Tom T O M, you'll get the all season slippers for twenty five dollars, regularly one forty nine ninety eight. That's over one hundred and twenty bucks in savings. You added that up right in your head. Limited to ten pairs to check out. These will sell out. Trust me. My slippers have an exclusive four layer design that you won't find in any other slipper. Yet they're very comfortable. The patented layers make these slippers ultra comfortable, as a matter of fact, and extremely durable. They help relieve stress on your feet, and you can wear them anytime, anywhere. They also come in a ton of additional sizes and all new colors. Just go to MyPillow.com and click on the Radio Listener Square. Grab a pair of the all-season slippers for $25, regularly priced at $149.98, limited to 10 pairs at checkout. Enter promo code TOM, T-O-M, for this incredible offer. They will not last long, so please do order now. Tom here. For years, you've heard me talk about my friends at North American Banking Company. They have great online and mobile banking options, plus friendly employees who are always ready to help. And with their location in Maple Grove now open, it's even more convenient for me and my family. Go visit my friends at any one of their six Twin Cities locations or go online to nabankco.com to learn more. Why not bank with my banker? North American Banking Company, a better banking experience, member FDIC and equal housing lender. The last thing you think about after an accident is how your social media might be used against you. Hi, I'm Mike Bryant, and I hope you're never injured in a collision. But if you are, don't sign anything or post anything online until you've talked to us. These days, it's natural to share online what's happened to you, good and bad. When you file an injury claim, insurance adjusters will use anything they can to keep you from getting what you deserve. Your social media posts can be twisted and taken out of context. That includes words and pictures. Don't give them any fuel. Hey, you'll have the rest of your life to share the trip to the lake or your new job, but you'll only have one shot at winning your injury claim. If you've been in an accident, don't wait. Schedule your free case consultation now with Bradshaw and Bryant. Visit minnesotapersonalinjury.com. That's minnesotapersonalinjury.com. Find Bradshaw and Bryant, personal injury attorneys at minnesotapersonalinjury.com. Seeking justice for the injured. Bradshaw and Bryant. It's the monkeys. 
celebrated by Mickey Dolenz. Here we come. Saturday, April 29th at the Pantages Theater, Minneapolis. Mickey Dolenz plays tribute to the iconic group and his bandmates in song and memory with unseen images from the monkeys. Get your tickets on sale now at Ticketmaster. Talik presents The Monkeys, celebrated by Mickey Dolenz live. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show Podcast. We are back, ladies and gentlemen. Shannon in studio with us. Rudy, of course, here. Brittany's sitting on her ass down in Florida. Typical. Typical. <laughs> I, uh, I got an email from her last night, just, uh, you know, just telling, going on and on about you, of course. There's no doubt about that, but it sounds like she's having a good time. Have you talked to her? Uh, yeah, she's texting me right now. Mm-hmm. Oh, for God's sake. <laughs> Brittany, you suck. I know you can hear me, too. <clears throat> it's one great thing about podcasting. I hear you all over the world. Yeah. You can't get away. So that's that deal, ladies and gentlemen. Brad uh, Shaw and Bryant bringing you Bob Sansevier, Bob Sansevier Sports, uh, brought to you by Brad Shaw and Bryant, personal injury lawyer seeking justice for the injured. Contact Brad Shaw and Bryant at minnesotapersonalinjury.com. That's minnesotapersonalinjury.com. Uh, before Bob starts, Shannon, turn down your headphones because he... No, you. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Sandy! How are you? And by the way, Shannon, yes, I heard. No, no. Oh, <laughs> now, My biggest fear. I just need to... I need to clarify. I just say what's in the script. If it says go off the deep end, I go off the deep end. That's if it fair. says stay in the shallow end, I stay in the shallow end. <laughs> okay. Noted. Sandy, what's happening, Sandy? Yeah. Well, do you want to start with your twins? Your t- Let's do the Timberwolves first. <laughs> oh, my God, Bob. Tom, it's, uh, first of all, they, they go down like 8 nothing, and then they get the lead in the first period, and then it was over. 109.80. I mean, oh. the money they're paying this Carl Anthony Towns. I know. He's a bum. I mean, 11 points. He just, it, they, in a big game, yeah, they, they had the playing game. They beat the, you know, got the eighth seed, but then they play Denver, which is a top seeded team. And after the way they played last night, I don't know that they'll, uh, they'll win a game in this series. Bob, I have to ask you a question. So yeah. they came around 1989. Is that the first year of the Timberwolves? In that range. So we're talking 30, almost 35 years. Not quite, but almost 35 years. They have sucked every year for 35 years. <laughs> How is that possible? Consistency, Tom. They're very they're consistent. Consistent, You're right. they're consistently yeah. suck. Consistently suck. I, I just, you get this brand new stadium and the brand new this and the brand, everything's wonderful. And they bring them in and we're all excited and... 
you know, I remember I was talking to Sid that, well, Sid and I were hanging out that whole first day of the Timberwolves when they were announced, and we went in the building, and it was just exciting and fun. It's like, because I was too young, and you guys weren't even around yet. You, you were far from being born, but when the Minneapolis Lakers around, I didn't, I, it was, I literally was a baby when they moved to Los Angeles. So I, all I ever heard was how great the Lakers were. I won all these national championships. So I thought, oh, my God, we got our own team again. We'll do what we did before. Yeah, well, not quite. No, no, not quite at all. And they got, you know, Anthony Edwards is a good player, but they don't really have that player that can take over a game. You thought it would be Towns. You thought it maybe Edwards at some point. But, it's, I mean, every year that goes by, we hear that. You know, Rudy Gobert, he could rebound, but that's about it. It's it's just not a good team, and it's maybe when the new owners, the A-Rod and his, uh, his partner, fully take over. First of all, I think it's really apparent they need a new coach. Yeah, and I think oh it's God. apparent mm-hmm. they need to get rid of Towns because he is not a leader. He's a complimentary player. Yeah, I agree with you, Bob. It's just, what do you go? Oh, one thing before we move on from basketball that I want to tell you. Yeah. And I'm not bragging here. I just, uh, you know, I just thought that my position and place in life that I should bring this up, that uh, I uh, dunked a basketball about a week. Well, it was on Easter Sunday. Uh, we are on the basketball court. The kids were doing an Easter egg hunt. Yeah. And I said, hey, okay, I could do this. And I went and I dunked a basketball. And then I found out the basket was only seven feet off the floor. So anyway. Oh, I thought it was a Nerf court you were on. <laughs> it was for little kids. It was a court for little kids. I'm like, dunk, bam. I didn't even have to jump to dunk. It was wonderful. Well, I'm sure you impressed the grandchildren. <laughs> oh, they couldn't. They weren't even paying attention, man. They were looking for those Easter eggs, no doubt about it. Mm-hmm. And I, I think I, I, I don't know if I mentioned this last week or not, but this, I think I did. So three adults, Shannon. Two children, six and four. Three adults, two children, six and four. The brunch was five hundred dollars. Mm-hmm. What? Are, what? Going to the wrong place. <laughs> yeah, apparently I was going there. Five hundred bucks. I'm like, what did my? Oh, geez. Oh, I got to show you this. You don't get scared of this stuff. I hope. So the the grandkids were down for Easter, and Sagey, the four year old little boy, forgot something. So I had to bring it back. Ah, what do you think in of that, Rudy? What world is that? It's supposed to be a centipede, I think. Okay. It's a baby blue centipede. That's not baby blue. What color is that? Marine blue? Yeah. Marine. Yeah, marine blue. So I had to carry this all the way back uh, for six, seven hours in my pocket. So I got that for him, so we're good to go. Anyway, Sandy, so moving on to other sports that I like. Uh, well, I mean, you you had a like Friday and Saturday. Well, we right. talked about for, that. Uh, well, Thursday and Friday, I mean, for the, uh, for the yeah, Twins. Yep. That's they why we're talking, on, on the sh- on, uh, we're talking about on the show why it was so important to win that first game. When you went to New York, you had to win that game, and they did. Follow it up with another really good game, and then they're going to lose a couple. You're not going to win three, four, and, well, maybe three, but very rarely and never are you going to sweep the Yankees at home if you're the Twins. Yeah. Not going to happen. Not in a, a four-game series. And you know no. what? It, it kind of ruined a good outing by uh, by Pablo Lopez. He you know he goes six innings, two earned runs, just uh, you know spread seven hits across that, seven strikeouts. But they had the misfortune of facing Garrett Cole, yeah. who went the entire way, gave up just two hits in a 2-0 win for the Yankees. So, I mean, you, you face one of the best pitchers in baseball. And it's it's unfortunate that uh, you know you got nothing out of it. A couple of hits. 
And, of course, uh, Tampa Bay gave up their un, uh, unbeaten streak. Yep. No, that was – obviously, you knew it was going to happen, just a yeah. matter of when. So, now you know when it did happen. But, and, Bob, uh, I have a question for you. Yeah. That team is playing with scraps. I mean, they're, that's like a table scraps team. How the hell did they win so many games? They just – they were playing bad teams for one. But, I mean, they still didn't put it together. They, I mean, good teams will beat the bad teams the teams are supposed to beat. They did. They are young, but they've got a they've got a rookie that's lighting it up, so that doesn't hurt. And yeah. they just came together for them. You know, they got on one of those roll. I mean, the Twins, really, they're in a pretty good role themselves. I mean, it's they are ten and six. Yeah, you know, same as the Yankees. So there, there's nothing wrong with that. And if they can just keep going the way they've been going, they've been ha- they have the two things that is, are really going for them. They've gotten good starting pitching, and Rocco Baldelli's letting them pitch deeper into games. Yeah, I saw that. That, that great point, Bob. You know, and I think that's a key to this that uh, you're not wearing out the bullpen, which is kind of an important thing. So, now, good. What do you think? It. I mean, looking at the future, this team's looking damn good to me, Bob. It, it is, but again, Tom, what is it? What's the thing that unraveled last year when they had the lead going into September? Yeah. And they wind up losing by double digits. Um, in the standings, they have to stay healthy. Yeah, they do. And the pitching has to stay healthy, the starting pitching. Because they, they have a pretty good bench. You know, when somebody gets hurt, they have guys, young guys that come in and, and can step up. But it's really going to come down to can the pitching stay healthy. And if it can, they could be in really good shape. No doubt. No, they have uh, – they're on the road now, but they come home on Friday again, right? Friday, Saturday, Sunday? Yeah, and hopefully we'll have the weather – we're supposed to have snow on Friday, so you have to hope that that one won't be postponed either. How about that? Late April, another snow deal coming. Bob, I'm looking at it right now, Bob. Uh, 42 and cloudy Friday, 39 cloudy Saturday, and 41 and cloudy on Sunday. That's some baseball well, did, weather right there, baby. Did they take away? Because I, when I looked yesterday... On the weather report, it said Friday, the possibility of snow. I don't know how that happened. Now, now it doesn't say. But Wednesday, Thursday, rain. Rain. 80% oh. on Wednesday, 90% on Thursday. Jesus. But it's across America. At least, yeah. you know, the center, the central part of and all that stuff, you know, from uh, from the ocean rolling into Florida. I Literally, Bob, when I flew home yesterday. We had to fly directly east to get out over the ocean because... The weather was so bad, so severe, we couldn't fly over land. It was amazing. I heard you talking a little bit about it. What did you think was the biggest drop you had, you know, when you're bouncing around there? Because I've had some yeah. really frightening ones. Oh, there are some. Now, we didn't have anything that bad. There were some drops, but not, not like the big ones that last a couple of seconds. Were you tempted at any point to reach for the beads? Oh, no, I had my, uh, I had my grandson's uh, centipede thing, so I just rubbed that. It was wonderful. <laughs> I need to see my grandchildren again. And that's probably why you landed safely. Yeah. Do you guys ever have people that scream on flights when oh. there's like a big... Oh, yeah, it happened. Yeah, it happened to me recently, and I thought to myself, uh, first off, there's got to be somebody on this flight who is going to Austin, Texas, who doesn't want to be going to Austin, Texas, <laughs> and they are not lucky enough to have this plane go down. So, ma'am, just... Relax. We're going to get there safely. It's just going to be a little bumpy. Oh, I thought maybe it was the Mile High Club somebody was screaming. Oh, that's nice, Bob. (laughs) 
you, I know, thought, you never know. Is Austin not a nice town? It used to be a great town. Oh, it? Love it. It's phenomenal. Oh, it's okay, so good. Okay. Yeah. So they yep. just didn't want to go because they were paying in the ass. There's, there's got to be something going yeah. on. Like they're going down there because they're getting, you know, hit, hit up for child support payments, or there's something going on that somebody does not want to go. To. Yeah. Nobody's that lucky to have a flight, you know, land early and uh, you don't make it to your destination. And not that there's anything wrong with that, but Austin has become a liberal bastion. Well, yeah, it's the University of Texas, right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, you get a guy up in a tower shooting people, people tend to lean one way or another. You know, hey, look, <laughs> our college system is set up the way it is, and that's just how it's going to be. And I think people should probably accept the fact that if your kid's in college right now, he doesn't like you anymore. <laughs> is that too far to go, do you think? Uh, probably not. I don't know. I, I just... I got to be honest with you, all this extreme politics going on right now, and I don't care if it's left or right. It's like, would you people calm down? Can we work together? Is that possible at all? What do you think? There's no calming down. No. No. Now it is. You are right, though, Bob, because I do spend quite a bit of time in Austin doing shows down there, and it is. It's very, very liberal. Mm-hmm. Uh, the thing that people aren't going to realize is that everything is cyclical. So yes. everybody moved yeah. down to Austin because they were like, "We need to, we need to go down and, and get away from the oppressors." And then give it ten years, and everybody realizes that they're getting hosed in taxes. Yep. No, that's it. <laughs> and and then they're like, and then they find the next, you know, safe haven. It it yeah, it really is. So give it about ten years, and we won't be talking about Austin in the same light anymore. Now I understand what you're saying. And look, like I said, it's just there's money to be made here by these people puking out these severe extreme politics on both sides. That's how they make their money. Whatever. You know, it's just calm down for Christ's sake. Shannon, what do you think? I'm pretty middle of the road myself, so I don't... I'm all for calming down and everyone just chilling out. (laughs) (laughs) See? We've got four votes right here. What do you think? Shannon, you know, you're pretty good. Do me a favor. When you text, I hear you texting Brittany. Why don't you text her, Brittany, ever hear of Wally Pip? Wally Pip, I'll ask her. Have you ever heard of him? Phenomenal. No, I haven't. Well, he was the he was the guy that used to be the first baseman before Luke Gehrig came along. Oh yeah. He replaced him that. because of an injury and never got back in. <laughs> so, <laughs> so Shannon's the now. Wait a minute, Brittany would be the Wally Pip, or she's was, the Wally. That's yeah. why I said she's yeah, the Wally yeah, Pip. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I couldn't Pip. remember the good guy in that story. Yeah, yeah. Well, there's no bad guys. Oh, Wally didn't have to play though. He could have just he sat and collected his <laughs> uh, probably his three hundred dollar yearly salary. <clears throat> now, Sandy, yeah. I got to ask you a question because just before I left to go to the airport yesterday. Catherine and I were having a little lunch, and uh-huh. two tables over, it's like, God, that guy looks familiar. And I kept looking at him, and he just, and I thought, oh, maybe that's what he, is our quarterback for the Vikings not a very big guy? Tall. He is, uh, no, no, he's got some height, but he's yeah. slight. Yeah, he was sitting like a couple of tables away, right? I he, thought it was him, but I thought he'd be more broad-shouldered. You know what? Did you remember a couple of years ago after the Buccaneers won the Super Bowl and they had the shot of Brady in shorts and a T-shirt? Yeah. He's unbelievably slight. Yeah, he is. You're yeah. absolutely right. And a that. lot of these quarterbacks just aren't very beefy. It's all sinew. So I love this one, though. His cat. I adore my wife. You know that. But she had a great yeah. idea. So we're sitting there yesterday. I said, yeah, that's uh, the Viking quarterback over there. 
He goes, oh, really? I said, yeah, I'm pretty sure that's him. And then we, I showed a picture. He goes, oh, yeah, it's definitely him. I said, I just thought he'd be more muscular, bigger, and all the rest of it. Cause that's, but again, you have to remember the football players that I used to out with were all huge weightlifters. So that's why I thought they were all that big, yeah. you know? But, um, yeah, so we're I just. You, was he on your flight? No, no, it was at lunch before I left for the airport. Oh, oh okay. And then, so Catherine goes, well, why don't you go over there and talk to him? I said, why would I ever do that? She said, well, you talk about him all the time. And I said, yeah, but not in a good way. <laughs> You're the best. Say it to just his face. To tell you. <laughs> so, oh, I don't mind saying it to his face. It's just, I don't think Catherine wants to be there when that happens, you know? But yeah, he seemed, no. I don't know. He, he's he, a nice guy. He is, is he? no, I mean, there's not, a, he's not a guy who's a bad guy. That's good. You know, That's and nice actually, I, when I go back through uh, all the quarterbacks that I've covered with them, none of them were bad guys. It's just that, you know, some of them just weren't very good. That's true. All right, Sandy, another brilliant report, I thought. Well, you're too kind. Now, do you want me to just mention about uh, having the greatest bar none coming up next for you? The greatest bar none. Ms. Burt. Oh, that greatest of all time. Oh, I can see her now, by the way. I'm back in Studio A, so I can see Kristen Burt. Kristen Burt, again, the head of Hopper of the 21st century. Head of Hopper? What are you, she making? Luella Parsons, the combina- the best gossip uh, person you'll find anywhere. Ever. Ever, <laughs> Ever of all time. It's going to her head, but that's okay. It is. It's, it's rough. But, you know, Tom will bring me back down to earth. Don't you worry. Because he <laughs> was like the greatest. Who is that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, there you go. All right, Sandy, what else you got? Uh, just one quick thing about you, Wild. Uh, they play tonight in the first round of the NHL playoffs against the Stars. People may remember they used to have a North in front of it and play up here. But here's the... They are going to try to break a, uh, well, the last six times they've been in the postseason, they haven't gotten out of the first round. So they're working on that now. So we'll see how that goes for them. Bob, all you got to do to tell me if they're in last place, just say they're from Minnesota. That's a very good point. I mean, basketball and hockey. And that's why Kristen Burt's such a winner, because she isn't. Oh, she's a winner. She's from Massachusetts. I am from Massachusetts, and I only lasted two years in Minnesota. (laughs) <laughs> well, but you worked for the governor, though, didn't you? I did. Well, he was the former governor at that point. He oh, yeah. Okay. MSNBC show. So, yeah. Which one? Oh, okay. I know now when you say that. Yes. <laughs> I'm talking to you, sister. I think All right. Let me tell you, I was a Navy SEAL. <laughs> <laughs> Kristen, that was a great impression right there. All right, Sandy, we'll talk to you later. See you later. See Thanks you Friday. Up. Ladies and gentlemen, Bob Sainsbury brought to you by Michael Bryant, Bradshaw, and Bryant, of course. Now Kristen Burt joins. Oh, look at that. Rudy just went with the side-by-side. Oh, fancy. So you're both right there. I can see both your noggins. <laughs> it works out in the end. So um, I, was, I was trying to watch a movie on the plane last night, but, and again, it wasn't, it was just very uncomfortable because it was bouncing all over the place. It didn't, like, plummet or any of that stuff, but literally, very quickly, I'll mention uh, I got to the airport yesterday at a certain time, and I got to my house seven hours later. Ugh. And it's a three-hour and 15-minute flight, so, you know, one yeah, of those like, deals. I was going to say, it's like you traveled to the West Coast instead. Yeah, I mean, and even that would only take about four and a half, five hours at the most. Yeah. But So, yeah, I, I just I tried to watch some stuff, couldn't really watch anything. I was a little disappointed, i got to be honest with you, because Catherine had been watching The Good Place. I love The Good Place. I thought the first episode was dreadful. 
Does it get a lot better? No, you need to dive into that world. That is, that, okay. That's going to be another one. I'm going to tell you, give me four episodes All and right. then report back to me because that was such a well done series. And especially when you get to the, there's a twist. And when you oh. get to that twist, it's wild. It takes off in a whole different direction. Every time I see Ted dancing now, I think of cellular phones. <laughs> I mean, you see him constant. What are those called again? What cellular? I, I don't even know because I don't think I've seen the commercials. What? It must be a Florida thing. I don't know. I don't no, no, no. The they're on here all oh. the time. I think they're mostly on. I don't uh, news programs. Like I see him on news programs doing it a lot, and it's something cellular that Ted Danson does their commercials. You've never seen that one. You see the difference between these two consumer maps? Cellular. Yeah, consumer, consumer yeah. cellular. There you go. It must be a Florida thing because I've never heard it. No, it's up here too. Hmm. No question about it. I'll, also, I don't watch commercials, so. Oh, <laughs> well, see, there you go. <laughs> I'm like, when there's a commercial, because I have a couple of my subscription services are ad based. I go up and I like, well, throw in a load of laundry, or I'll go do the dishes, and I'll come on back. I don't sit and wait on the couch. No, I understand that. So, so basically, you said the same because it was the last one you told me to watch, and I didn't like the first episode or two, but then it got really good. Um, there was something, but I don't remember. Doesn't matter. The, yeah, there's actually. I was like, that's a lot of them. <laughs> yeah, that is a lot of <laughs> them. That's a lot. Right. I feel. I'm always like, just stick with it, please. <laughs> I will go back. And, well, because Catherine's watched the first seven episodes of the first season of Good Place, so I told her I'd come home because she's not going to be home till Sunday. That I'd watch those seven episodes because they're only like 22 minutes long, aren't they? Yeah, they're very fast. It's yeah. a 22 minute sitcom and. It's such a it's such a good ensemble cast too. Right. Like that's the other thing. There's no weak character. <clears throat> yeah, that's true. The cast is very very strong. You're right about that. So what's happening in your world? What's the latest? There's a lot going on. And last night, and we're not here to talk about Love Is Blind, but that <clears throat> they had on Netflix. It's a dating show, but they had they were supposed to have this big, ninety minute um, special, live. Which is uh, something that Netflix is really trying to dive into. Well, they had technical difficulties and they couldn't make it happen. So they had to go and tape the special. And this was the the finale. So everyone across America was watching. It was supposed to start at 5 p.m. here on the West Coast, 8 p.m. on the East Coast. And the big story of this, like this is where Netflix wants to go in the next year. We saw that they did the live special with Chris Rock. This was kind of like the second big outing. Because they're kind of gearing up for the SAG Awards, which they are covering live in early 2024. So this was not a great sign for them <laughs> as to like, hey, we're going to be doing all these live specials and we can handle it. So because I, I, I just saw it in the, uh, on the news this morning. I didn't see the show. They said it was a, they literally called it a disaster. It was pretty bad. Well, oh, you watched it? Yes. God. I was trying to connect yesterday, too, to watch the live finale, and I couldn't. So I still haven't even seen it. <laughs> yeah. So they taped it. So I had a lot of friends who were in the audience. There was a live audience there. They had some influences there, a little bit of media. And they're all, I mean, I could see them on their social media saying, they're hoping to fix this. They're hoping to get it up in 15 minutes. <laughs> it never happened. It got to the point that said, hey, we're just going to go and tape this special. And Love is Blind is their number one show right now. So this was a big deal. People were tuning in to watch it, and it didn't happen. That's how does uh, now how does that happen though that you set this thing up? How many weeks or months did you have to set it up? How did this even happen? 
we haven't been told what the technical issue was, but I know I've done so many live streaming shows that I have hosted, and oftentimes we do tech rehearsals for up to a week. Yeah. Not just for me to practice on camera, but for everyone behind the scenes to know that make sure that all of these um, mechanisms are in place, that they catch any bugs that are happening, and it's so important because you can live stream a program and not put it out on air so that you can sit there and go, okay, this will air fine once we really go live to America. So this was a huge, huge disaster for Netflix and financially it's expensive to do live shows. This probably cost them a lot of money with that error. But as a company, the one thing you're doing different and you don't make sure it works. That's really weird. Well, and it's crazy because the Chris Rock special went off seamlessly. It was fantastic. So does it have something to do with the venue, which it can sometimes, and yeah. the connection, something, there was a glitch there or whatever. But here in Los Angeles, we had perfect weather. We weren't having any issues or anything else like on that end. So they're going to have a lot of explaining to do because this Love is Blind reunion was hyped and boy, it did not deliver. I'll give you an example so you can bring it into your own life, Right. So I just got back. I've been gone for several weeks. Just got back here to Studio A. I came in early. And you know why? First thing we discovered is somebody took my mouse. My little laptop that Mm -hmm. I'm looking at right now. I said, somebody stole the mouse to that computer. Why? But see, those are the kind of things you need to check in advance to make sure that somebody didn't do something like that. Because I would have been running my... I told Rudy, I cannot sit here and run my fingers all over my screen moving stuff yeah. all day. <laughs> Such a pain. I get oh. it. And when you talk about stuff like this, there is a little bit of empathy I have for Netflix because, trust me, trying to get Bob Sansevier on the air every single Monday and Friday oh God. is an undertaking that Netflix has oh, yeah. no idea yep. what it really takes for behind the scenes. Because I am telling you, I don't know what it is about that guy. He has got a <laughs> dark cloud over his head when it comes to technology. Everybody it, else works it sounds fine. good now. Now. He's in a submarine. Yeah, because it, it, was, it, was, it was nine weeks of us trying to figure yeah. it out. Yeah. <laughs> Sanny. Gosh. Who doesn't love Sanny, though, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so Netflix, yeah, I'm sure there'll be some big explainer coming later on today, so I'm going to keep my eye on it, and uh, if we do get a good explanation, I'll bring it to you guys tomorrow morning, but... Man, that's this is the last thing. And listen, I understand. I, I've done lo- plenty of live broadcasts. I understand glitches do happen, but usually not on this level. That's that's the big issue. And did they, are they going to tell us what did happen? Do you think they'll that's ever tell us? That's what we're hoping. We're hoping we get an explanation later on today. So, But they have yet to tell us exactly what went wrong with this broadcast. What's the show supposed to be about? I, I don't even know the show. It's a dating show, so people oh. are in pods and they get to know each other without seeing their each other's faces. Love is blind. You fall in love with each other's personalities. That's what everybody tells me about my wife, as a matter of fact. She, love is blind, Tom. Don't forget that. <laughs> yeah, shut up. Leave me alone. Leave me alone. That's all I got to say. So I, I don't. Uh, do you think we should give it a chance? I mean, uh, are you gonna watch it? You would hate Love Is Blind. This is a reality <laughs> show. I'm oh, like, Shannon's like, I'm no, not no, no. Don't do it. sending you in that direction <laughs> whatsoever. <laughs> I, why are they doing it? That it does. I mean, seriously, it was so really popular in season <clears throat> one. Oh, it was okay. It's just kind of taken a nosedive from there. But it's a very it, the show itself has done very well on social media. It gains uh, Netflix a lot of tracking there, so it's one of those that because it's one of their most popular titles, 
They invested some money in, you know, going, hey, let's try and do a live reunion. Bravo TV does reunion specials. They're taped for all of their shows. But I think they're trying to sort of one up Bravo TV and what they do with their reunion specials. I suppose that's the deal. So, so it's doing well on social media. Ooh. Well, that's become the big litmus test, honestly, because they are now tracking mentions, retweets, um, most popular moments. They do it with award shows. They do it with other TV shows, sports events. That's become a a tracking measure along with ratings. So if you take a look at a show and you're like, well, let's say it's on broadcast and it's not doing great on broadcast. They'll take a look at the what they call plus seven to see those people that maybe tuned into the show on Hulu or watched it on demands later on. And then in addition to that, how well did it do on Instagram? How well did it do on Twitter? Because that also shows where the audience actually is and where the demographics are. It's not just that simple, okay, overnight Nielsen ratings. Right, oh, right. Those days are gone. They're long gone. Well, pretty broadcast TV. And again, the local news is one thing. But does anybody watch local TV anymore for anything else other than the local news? No. I mean, I don't even watch local news on my local news stations. I think <clears> I've, <throat> we've discussed it. I watch it on Roku. And then depending on what's happening in what city, that's the news that I tune into. You know what's funny to me, and, and you guys are all – Pretty close in the same generation, you know, maybe 10 years apart in some areas. But the funny thing for me, this goes all the way back to, you know, I grew up Catholic in North Minneapolis, and my mother would talk to me about this. And there was always this great search for God. We had to find God, whatever, through religion or whatever it was. And then we tried looking in other places. Well, because of social media, because of AI and all the rest of it, you now are very, very close to finding God, and he doesn't like you. I mean, they literally think if we keep pushing this, the AI would wipe us all out. Isn't that amazing when you do, do finally find God, you find that God wants to kill you? <laughs> <laughs> the human race isn't so great right no. now. Let's just be honest. No. <laughs> well, what do you guys think? Like I said, you're all about 10 years apart. Why? Why is this going on? I'd love to hear it. Mm, I don't know. I did own a cat for about six months, and yeah. after, after about three weeks, I realized this thing is also out to get me. So cats very sure. much so like God. Uh, maybe it's just human nature or cat nature, I guess. Yeah. I don't know what – but it's not human nature. We, we literally – well, it does – there's an ebb and a flow. I shouldn't mm-hmm. say it's not. Sure. There is an ebb and a flow. We go through periods where we're all getting along, and then through periods none of us get along. But it's always about making money from causing those arguments. That's the part that really pisses me off. So I'm going to end up hating you, and this other guy's going to make money because I hate you. Well, the sooner we tune away from biased um, news sources, the better. And I am following, for anyone who's following the Dominion Fox News lawsuit, the outcome of that, because, and I'm going to say, it's Fox that's getting dinged on this. But there are shenanigans going on on the other side as well um, behind the scenes. But to see how this lawsuit plays out could change the industry if they start realizing like, hey, someone could sue us for how we're reporting on the news in a biased slant or saying one thing on air and saying another thing behind the scenes. Right. Because all of those text messages they were part of the subpoena, and they are part of the evidence. And whoo, I mean, there's some damning evidence mm-hmm. there. Like if your favorite anchor is telling you one thing and you're believing it, but behind the scenes they are saying something completely opposite. Right, right. Where are we as a society? Like that's nuts. 
that's what they do. I mean, they, they literally just make it up as they go along and whatever. As I said, I watch it for a few minutes at a time, but a few minutes at a time is all I can take of any of them. They're just, they're unwatchable because they puking up all this hatred constantly. Relax. Go to, go to those non-biased sources like Associated Press and Reuters. You just yeah. get the straight facts and then you form your own opinion and it allows for critical thinking. And that to me is the most important thing. You think we can all get there? Uh, no, but. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly what I was expecting you no, to say. People, no, people prefer to be told how to think. And oh, that's dangerous. It is very dangerous. And, you know, it's one of those things. I, I'm such a black and white thinker. I, I'm a very literal, um, have like literal train of thought. That's me. And I always used to hate that, like in school, we would have to do like critical essays and have to form an opinion. But now that I realize like what my teachers gave me, it's a gift because yeah. now I understand like I have to read the facts in black and white and then form a critical opinion and a critical thought on the topic and understand that. But people just want to be told like this is this is the facts because this is my opinion and I'm going to tell you and you're going to believe it. And here we go. That is the deal. But I'm not going to ask you, can we get a, oh, buy this again? Because I know your answer. <laughs> so I'm not even going to ask you about that. <laughs> uh, I was trying to but do this. I, we're too, and, and social media has allowed that to happen, too. And yes. Unless we wipe out social media. Um, that, that's the thing. You know, when people go, I saw this on social media. I'm like, did you read the article that they linked yeah. to? Did you then do some investigation yourself to see if that is, um, you know, a myth or not? Is it true? Like, People don't go and take those next three steps that you need to. I do it because I'm a reporter and I have to yeah, kind of understand yeah. both sides of it. But for a lot of other people, it's just they, they took whatever some random person on Twitter spoke about and they said, yep, oh, that was a fact. All right. So it cheers me up to talk to you there, Kristen. That's great. <laughs> Happy I mean, Monday, everyone. <laughs> Happy Monday. I, I'll be dead by the end of the Question week. But, you know, let's, don't worry about that, I guess. Now, we'll move forward. Any other uh, big tip? Because I... I, honestly, there's a balance with Catherine and me, and it all goes through. KB1 and Tommy go through KB2. She said, well, Kristen said it's good. You're always the expert now. I love it. I appreciate <laughs> yeah, that. Um, I'm going to put something on everyone's radar, and I, Rudy, I'd love to hear your opinion on this one, too. I don't know if everyone saw the trailer for Bubkiss. It's Pete Davidson's upcoming show on Peacock. And he totally makes fun of himself. He's It's his own version of his life in a kind of a fictionalized manner. He managed to get Joe Pesci out of semi-retirement oh to come into the show, which interests me. And there's going to be a ton of big-name guests. We're not sure if they're playing themselves or a version of themselves yet. But it'll debut on Peacock May 4th, eight episodes. I'm kind of looking forward to it, I have to be honest. And he has a giant penis. <laughs> He said he doesn't. That's he he says clarified no, he doesn't. that he does not. He has, he has BDE. Do you know what BDE is, Tom? Oh, yeah. No. It is big dick energy. Oh, yeah, yeah. I do know what that is. Yeah. Yeah, I'm so sorry. girls are attracted to that. I think he's, you know, he's like an average looking guy, very funny, but has like, or at least carries the air of confidence, and girls are very attracted to that. So that's what we call BDE. Yeah, I, I open for a girl named Carly, who's, and I'm not talking out of turn. This isn't slander. I open for Carly, who used to date him. They're still friends, and that was obviously that's the question everybody asked: yeah. Is Pete well hung? And she's like, Yeah, obviously. 
Like there's <laughs> where there's smoke, there's fire. So yes, he claims it's average, but, and he he was talking to uh, Charlemagne the God over I think last week some point. And he's like, it's just kind of average. He's like, it's not too big. It's not small. It's just right. So there you go. You do realize, by the way, what you just did is going to be edited. So anytime we need a woman, a beautiful woman to say, yeah, he's got a big dick, we're going to play that audio you just used. <laughs> I didn't say he had. Yes, really you did. It. So I said he has BDE. Mm-hmm. Big no. is a personality thing. You got to go back and listen to that because you did actually, you told me what BDE was and we're going to edit it in to make you look horrible. Oh, you're going to do a little AI on me. <laughs> a little AI on Kristen Now Burt. that you officially have me saying the word dick. <laughs> oh, touchdown. All right, sister. We'll have a magnificent day. We'll talk to you tomorrow. All right. Sounds good. Bye, Kristen Burt, ladies and gentlemen, KB2. Catherine Brandt is my wife. So Kristen Burt and Catherine Brandt, KB1 and KB2. Huh? No, good to know. Yeah, yeah, well, exactly. These are things we all need to know. Oh, my God. we got to take a break here, don't we? I love this, though, when it, when it moves on. Nice conversation. We shall take a break. Be right back, ladies and gentlemen. The warmer weather is just around the corner. I do promise. If you want the best lawn on the block, you've got to go with my friends at ProTurf, a Minnesota lawn care company since 1982. As a matter of fact, I was talking to Catherine a couple of days ago. We got to, we got to go to ProTurf because we got some stuff on the side of our house and the back of it. She wants to have it all redone. And before I knew about ProTurf, I, you know, tried contacting a couple of them and never even heard back. So, uh, yeah, we got to get a hold of ProTurf, get them over to the house and get it taken care of. ProTurf is service techs with over 20 years of experience who service the same routes. So they get to know your lawn and will customize a fertilizer and weed control plan that is environmentally safe, guaranteed for superior results. Schedule a free in-person lawn care analysis and estimate at ProfessionalTurf.com. And if you're looking to landscape or maximize your outdoor living space this summer, ProTurf has that covered too. ProTurf will work with you to design your landscape project using digital photography, imaging software, so you can can see how all of it will look in full color before the work begins. ProTurf specializes in installation of trees, shrubs, perennials, mulch beds, rock and sod for your landscape designs, plus installation of concrete pavers or natural stone patios, fire pits, driveways, walkways, retaining walls, and water features like ponds. See, that's what I want to talk to him about because I'd like to put a little pond in there, but I don't know if Catherine will go for it. She doesn't want it so far, but maybe we sit down with ProTurf. It works out. Yeah, things like water fees, like ponds, streams, and rock fountains, and more. All you have to do is check out their work at ProfessionalTurf.com. It's the Monkees, celebrated by Mickey Dolenz. Here we come, walking down the street. Saturday, April 29th, at the Pantages Theater, Minneapolis. Mickey Dolenz plays tribute to the iconic group and his bandmates in song and memory with unseen images from the monkeys. Get your tickets on sale now at Ticketmaster. Talik presents the monkeys celebrated by Mickey Dolenz live. There's plenty of thoughts that come into your head when you think the name Killebrew. Of course, there's the Minnesota baseball legend, Harmon, who was responsible for many a favorite memory at the old Met Stadium in Bloomington, and many a baseball that ended up in the stands and in the gloves of adoring fans from his home runs. There's Killebrew Drive, the legendary road that connects Highway 77 to the Mall of America, and a day of shopping you'll never forget. My current thoughts for the name Killebrew is fun floats in our kitchen with my kids and grandkids, a cool, refreshing break in between innings at Target or CHS Field. Or maybe a perfect sunset paired with a sweet, frothy beverage after fishing or on your favorite walleye lake. 
Killebrew Root Beer and Cream Soda. Grab a six-pack at a grocery or convenience store near you. I'm Tom Bernard. This spring and summer, enjoy the one Killebrew Root Beer and Cream Soda. Gluten and caffeine-free with a generous portion of delicious thrown in. Killebrew, where memories are created and legends are made. This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show Podcast. We are back, ladies and gentlemen. Shannon, in for Brittany. Brittany's what? She's at still at Disney World, isn't she? I think so. She's in Florida for sure. <laughs> She's in Florida for sure. I knew that. But uh, I was talking to Rudy about that early this morning, that, that uh, my family went to Disney World, and then Rudy with his family went to Disney World. Now Brittany's at Disney World. It's like, they're doing okay. Uh, I would say Disney World's okay. You know what I mean? I feel like it's my turn to go to Disney World next then. Why aren't you going to Disney World? I'll be there in a week. You should call in when you go to Disney World. <laughs> call back in. I do love it. I absolutely love it there. I really do. Maybe because people... Well, in, I have, I've not seen a whole lot of people misbehaving at Disney World. Do you ever see that? No. It's too nice there. It's just too nice. It's just how it is. Yeah. Now, I, I, I was trying to think back, because I've seen it at other amusement parks. As I've seen fist fights at other amusement parks and all the rest of it. Oh, yeah. I suppose if it was just a reaction thing, they could never do anything to shut that down. But I've never even seen anybody in an altercation at Disney World. Are they that good at doing security, you think? They've got it down to a science. Yeah. Uh, also, Magic Kingdom, tough to get booze. Yeah, that's right. That's, that's a good true. point. Yeah, not a lot of drunk people. Um, you know, you, mostly it's a very self-selecting group of people that go to Disney. You know, Shannon, we've talked about this on the show before, but the most fist fights happen at Chuck E. Cheese. <laughs> that, that's, and that's it's that. True. There's hard science that proves yep. that. Yeah, the guys from Freakonomics did the research, and yes, there's more fist fights at Chuck E. Cheese than any any <laughs> sports bar, any <laughs> professional sporting event. It doesn't matter. Chuck E. Cheese. Who would have thought? Chuck E. Cheese is a nightmare mm-hmm. hellscape. Yeah. It also smells like hot garbage there. No, it doesn't. <laughs> yeah. Do we even have them anymore? There are, there are a few left. I think there's one in Edina still. Oh, there is? Yeah, it was kind of by Centennial Lakes, I believe. Yeah. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah, yeah I think right. that one's mm-hmm. still around. Yeah. I, why? You're there with your children. You, generally, it's a kid place, isn't it? I mean, yeah. It's, I mean, adults eat there and all the rest of it, but there's a lot of stuff to do for kids there. Yeah, and like a creepy rat band, like the animatronics. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, that's right. They got and a rat band. And the person in the rat costume comes out and all the kids scream. Oh, really? Yeah, they, no one likes it. It's just like a big costume with a big head and nobody, none of the kids ever like it. I don't know why. That's so it's amazing me. because my kids, what, we took them, that was about the time they opened. Didn't they open like 30 years ago or something? No, Mm, you know, I think it's a little bit longer than that because oh, I'm, is it? I'm 42, and the first time I went to a Chuck E. Cheese, I think I was five, and there was one in Duluth. Oh, so it's got to be 35, 40 years old now. Yeah, um, you you can literally travel places in America, uh, and I won't name them because it's they're all closed now anyway. But you literally would go into Chuck E. Cheese's. Mm-hmm. It's like, man, this is not your Chuck E. Cheese. Like, what? <laughs> what do you mean by that? And you look around and go, oh, okay, well. I guess these aren't my kind of people. I probably better go. I probably should leave then. I don't know. So fist fights at Chuck E. Cheese. And because they don't serve booze there at all, right? Oh, no. Oh, uh, you know. Oh, do they? they? They may have just like three, two pitchers of beer oh. that gets sold. But I don't know. If, if, if they don't, parents find a way. You know, that's yeah. a lot of flats. Yeah. yeah, there's a lot. Of, like, listen, having a child in sports where Saturday morning is a 7 a.m., you're at the gym, there's a lot of parents sitting in the parking lot having Irish coffees yeah. and Bloody Marys. 
Yeah, that is true. I, I just thought, what would cause you to get in a fist fight at Chuck E. Cheese? Well, some of the data that they talk about um, is that it, Chuck E. Cheese caters to lower-income families. Yeah, it does. And yep. when you have a, a parent who looks at their kid and their quarter about to go into a machine, their quarter is more valuable than another kid's quarter. So oh. you have kids cutting in. And, they, of course, kids don't have manners yet, and they're all hyped up on, on you know, sugary pops, and they're in this place with a bunch of you know, dings and lights, and they're all, you know, coked up, it feels like. And these kids are losing their minds, and they start to argue, and then that boils over to the parents, and the next thing you know, you got a fist fight in the parking lot of a Chuck E. Cheese. Oh, so my kid has to play that game, not your kid. That's exactly what it is. Yeah, yeah. what a shock. Mm-hmm. Jeez, who cares when your kid plays? Uh, uh, I, I just don't understand everybody getting whipped up about everything. Would you calm down? <laughs> It'll be fine. I did notice, by the way, when I, because like I said, first, when we first had Chuck E. Cheese, my kids, that was, you know, 30 years ago. So I would go with, I used to do a lot of weightlifting and all that stuff, Shannon. So I would go with a lot of big, guys a lot bigger than me. They, we never had any problem. Yeah, no one's fighting you in that Chuck E. Cheese. <laughs> no, ain't, it ain't gonna happen, man. You when you got Hawk and Animal with you, you're good Your to kids go. Kids can go first every time. <laughs> Same is true as bars, by the way. When you're with a bunch of professional wrestlers who are weightlifters too, you don't get in bar trouble either. This does never happen, which is good. They're thinking it through, right? I mean, it's a good thing. 